There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I got some new information. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert update. A quick look at what's happening in entertainment. On My Talk. My Talk. Tell me something good. Felicity Huffman says she paid to have her daughter's SAT score rigged because she wanted to give her a fair shot at college and worried that her low math scores would kill her dreams of becoming an actress. Mm. Um, at least she's admitting to it. Oh, yeah. She's That's very relatable, isn't it? You want what's best for your children, but, you know, you've got to go through the right means to do that. Yes. She said, in my desperation to be a good mother, I talked myself into believing that all I was doing was giving my daughter a fair shot. I see the irony in that statement now because what I've done is the opposite of uh-huh. fair. Uh-huh. And she's going to be sentenced on Friday. Prosecutors are recommending that she receive a one-month prison sentence. Uh, her lawyers want probation, a $20,000 fine, and 250 hours of community service. Mm, we'll see what happens with Felicity Huffman on Friday. Yes, and then later down the road, comparing that to Lori Laughlin and what happens to her and her husband. Right. I mean, such different they are compl- views of, right. Of what they did and also... Um, I mean, it's a it, it's similar, but it is it has different aspects to each case. Oh yeah. Okay. All right, Sean Connery was at his home in the Bahamas last week when Hurricane Dorian ripped through. He and his wife were both okay, and he says we were lucky compared to many others, and the damage here was not great. Um, so yeah, I think he wanted people to know, like I realize I could get out of there, and I'm uh, you know as a celebrity, I'm lucky to be able to do that. So yeah. All right, it's Chapter 2 easily won the box office over the weekend, raking in $91 million. Whoa! <laughs> it's basically uh, what everybody saw this weekend. The second to the top. <laughs> yeah, uh, second place was last week's number one, Angel Has Fallen. It was a very distant second. It made just $6 million. Ooh. At least it had its chance for its one week before this blockbuster movie came out, though. Smart. So, it's all yeah. a game of when you release it, right? Oh, absolutely. Ooh. Gosh, and whether or not they have control over that, I think a lot of studios hold back their dates. They don't have to really be upfront with that or they change. And that's probably why they don't want to compete with some of the other films out there. So, oh, yeah. All right. That's the latest dirt. You can find more on our app and mytalk1071.com. That was a good update, Don. Dirt alert updates at the top of every hour. Plus, get extended dirt alerts at 820, 1220, and 520. We'll be back here in an hour. hour and hour. now, Jason and Alexis in the morning with producer Don on my talk. Everything entertainment. Hey, girl. Hey. Good morning, everybody, yeah. and welcome to the you 7 o'clock hour of Jason and Alexis in the morning live. This is not a rerun. This is live right here on my talk 1071. 
We're also streaming around the world on our website and streaming around the galaxy on our app. I'm Jace with Lex and America's favorite Don McClain. Don McClain. Good morning, ladies. Woohoo! Good morning. Good morning, Don McClain. Good morning. Happy Monday. Uh, Flo is here from TV's Alice. Good morning, Flo. Kiss my grits. Thank you very much. All righty then. That's right. The great Polly Holiday. I love you, Polly. Uh, Droopy's here. Droopy, how you doing this morning? You know what? No. I'm happy. <laughs> Hooray. Hooray. That's great. Honey Badger's here. Good morning, Honey Badger. Honey Badger don't care. That's great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Still doesn't care. <clears throat> and uh, uh, Billy Boy's here. Uh, Bill Clinton's here. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Well, you, but you did, Bill. But you did. <laughs> just, just saying. Just saying you did, Billy Boy. You did. Uh-huh. Oh, Don. Yes. Let's begin with you. I am very excited for you. I don't know the story. The Crypticon uh, was on over the weekend at the airport Hilton, right, Lex? That's, That's right. where it was? Yep. It's a horror convention. Yeah. Not a, not a, it's a horror. Horror. Not a horror. Oh. Not a, horror, oh, not a yeah. horror convention. You have to be no. careful how you say that. You're right. Horror. That's at the Cottage Grove uh, Super 8. That's what that was at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if there is a Super 8 there. But anyway, um, Lex and Angel's, uh they had a booth there. Yes. Old school Toros. How'd you guys That's do? Right. Was, it, oh. was it a good weekend for you guys? Yes, week? it was a fantastic weekend. We always we love this show. The fans are so awesome, and uh, it's a good turnout. So, yep. Good, good, Very good. Very happy with great. that, and lots of cool things. Uh, lots of cosplay. Dawn is Wicked Witch. Um, <sighs> we also have... <laughs> bunch of stars there too so uh, it was really cool it's a it's a really fun convention and dawn yeah did you get to meet anybody from twin peaks mm, i did boy they, oh. they brought in two which you guys watched twin peaks bobby briggs oh dana ashbrook he was a bad oh. guy in the first two seasons you know and mm-hmm. then in the third season he changed and he was a good guy yeah a good cop he's hot um yeah and so he was there and uh also um the whole series is about who killed laura palmer well laura palmer herself was there cheryl lee they had a panel that they did on twin peaks it was full of twin peaks fans I wanted to make sure I almost had a note card. I almost wrote out my question because I was going to be so nervous to speak. I didn't want to be one of those annoying people that just ramble and they don't really Hi. have a question. Hi. Hi. I, I just wanted a, to I, tell you how much I, I know. How much I love you. How much I love you. And I had a Twin Peaks lunchbox. That's all I want to say. Uh, yeah, but statement. They, they'll go on and they'll make a statement. It'll be like two minutes long and you're like, oh my God, what is the question? And they're sort of searching for what they want to ask, but they don't really know. It's just, they're just talking because they want to say some things but it's like yes. that's not what this is <laughs> no. so i'm like i'm gonna make sure and i did tell them i loved them <laughs> i almost wrote it out on a card because i was going to be very nervous but um i asked the question i said first of all i want to thank both of you you're both great actors i was so proud of you in season three especially you dana because uh you know you really did bring the emotion and i said i'm so proud of him and then I was like, that seems weird. Everybody was like, oh, you know, I said, I'm a super fan. So now that I have that out of the way, is there anything that you can tell us about the way David Lynch directs in those moments when you have an emotional scene? How many times do you do the take? And can you give us a little nugget of something you haven't said before about David Lynch and his directing? So, oh. 
Dawn. And he, That's a good question, well, right? Well-crafted <gasps> question, Dawn. Okay, so he did reveal that he's like, okay, he describes this scene that he had to do in season uh, two in the diner with the guy who played his dad. And he said, I wasn't getting there emotionally. It just said in the script, Bobby cries. And I was like, oh, okay, what do I do with that? So... David Lynch actually did not coach him or direct him. What he did, and this was just for his coverage, which um, means that the other actor, they're filming him from the front, and then they remove that actor out of the scene, and you're just reading your lines off stage, basically. And they have the camera focused on, on Dana Ashbrook, who played Bobby. So what he did, David Lynch, he took the other actor, who just had to read his lines for cues, and he talked to him for a couple of minutes about something that Dana doesn't know what he said to him. But the dude cried as he was reading his lines, his cue lines, and it made Dana Ashbrook cry in the scene. Oh, whoa. So that's oh, a cool like way that. to direct. It's around the corner. So he brought the emotion by getting the other actor to do something else. And yeah. and I was like, wow, that's so cool. Uh, and one thing that I took away that was like so special to me because I'm obsessed with David Lynch and he's yeah. such a master is that both Cheryl and, um, and uh, Dana, when they talk about David Lynch, it's like they've been abducted by a spaceship and they're <laughs> reliving and trying to tell you about the wonder of something that magical. Oh, that's they, a great description, Dawn. They both are so transfixed and they both get this look in their eye like they are being taken up by some lights. I mean, they it looks like they're having they a personal moment and... with someone they have a crush on almost. Oh. And they just are both smiling and almost blushing. And they're like, he's just... He's just, and they just, uh, and It's that's like great. how Alexis is when she's being communicated with by her people. <laughs> right. With, in the spacecraft. Uh-huh. So it's just uh-huh. like, and, and you know, they say he's really kind and that, you know, he really worried everybody he hires on his sets are also very kind. And so the crew is oh, very nice. supportive of your process. They want to make sure you do a good job in the scene. He also said that, or they both said that he doesn't really like direct you directly, just like I described this last conversation there. So he'll ask you different questions that really feel like they don't have anything to do with the script, you know? And mm-hmm. um, and it's it they're like, together. he's such a good writer. It's all right there for you. So you can't overthink it. Uh, and another thing they avoided. Wow. You think, because uh, Twin Peaks is not, uh, just like a linear story. Some people think that there is no real answer, that it's really just a mood he's creating. And so I'm sure they've gone round and round over the years with people about their own fan, you know, the fan theories. And they're like, you guys know more about this than we do. You guys discuss it and think about it more than we do. We just show up to do our job as actors. So they sort of cut off at the pass anybody that's going to ask what do you think it really means whenever in episode eight when this you know the bomb goes off you know they get into detail they don't do that they are they kind of coach you in the beginning because i'm sure over the last 20 years they have so many people with their fan theories they kind of let you know and set a precedent that we don't answer those questions they say that art always changes and so cheryl's like the story is different to me every year to me, as I evolve and grow as a person, the story changes. 
Oh, like my, God, my God, I love these people. I was shaking at times. I was so excited about oh. everything that was going on. And then they That's signed good my answer, so non-answer. Yeah. <laughs> they signed. Uh, I didn't know what I wanted them to sign because I have a bunch of stuff. So You I, had a whole bag of stuff, Don. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, I bought some of those limited edition records. Whenever season three came out, and they're about a hundred bucks each, and so they're see- they're sealed. But I opened one of them because I thought I'm not going to ever sell this. Yeah. So I had him autograph one of the records, and I opened it right in front of him. And Bobby Briggs was like, "You're gonna open that? Oh my god!" <laughs> like they were both very nice and just like come back by and talk to us. You know, you don't want them signing oh, the plastic? Nice. Oh yeah. So. It was just a dream come true. Uh, You can see pictures of me on my Instagram with these stars. Dawn at Dark. I'm so happy for you. Dawn at Dark, everybody. And then uh, you can see all the creepy things Lex saw. We'll talk more about Crypticon (laughs) a little bit later because I have have questions for Lex once again. It's so fun to see the fanfare, too, like Dawn and, and Twin Peaks. And the, the stars that were there, um, th- it was just fun to see some of, just people freak out. You know, Jesse Ventura was there. Oh, yeah. He did a lot of political talk, but of course he was there to talk about wrestling and to all of his other projects. Um, Doug Bradley, who's the Hellraiser, oh, he was yeah, there. Oh, long lines. Oh my gosh, yeah. yes. And there was a guy who came dressed up as Hellraiser, so yeah. that was fun to see them take a picture. <laughs> he was kind of by our booth. Nicholas Brendan was there, too. Yeah, he played Xander and Buffy. Yep, and Criminal Minds, mm-hmm. and he was painting. Painting. Oh yeah, and on his phone. Artistic. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. So it's good. Fun to see the characters that that show up, but uh, it's yeah, awesome. I'm just so I was. It was so fun to see you just kind of light up like that, Don. Because it's it's fun. It really <laughs> yeah. is. So fun. Yeah. Hey, speaking of Don McLean, Don McLean, should we give something away? Ooh. Yeah, absolutely. Let's give away tickets to um, a play at Children's Theater Company. It's the production of Circus. Ab- Abyssinia. Ab- Ab- Abyssinia? I hope I'm Ab- saying that right. Ab- <laughs> I, I think so, yes. Here. Abyssinia. 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 Abyssinia, yep. Uh, Ethiopian Dreams. This is a four-pack of ticket vouchers. This is just going to be really great. The rhythm of Ethiopia comes alive as this internationally acclaimed dream-filled adventure makes its daring Minneapolis debut. Oh, that sounds Ooh. fantastic. Oh, Great. Uh, Call, yep. Caller number seven is what we're looking for. 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. Don's looking for caller number seven. When we come back, Little Lex on the Prairie. We could be more happier here. Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk 1071, everything entertainment, everything Alexis is beautiful. I'm Jace with Lex Aww. and Don McLean. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Billy Ray, Billy Ray. Did you change uh, into your uh, prairie dress, everybody? Yeah, I did. I did. Oh, good. Dawn, I got my bloomers on. Yeah. Dawn, are you in your prairie dress? Yeah, I forgot. I didn't have time to put on my bloomers, though. Uh-oh. Oh, so wearing really? a thong. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Oh. <laughs> did you, you have your thong your on right now? Yeah. Oh, I do have my bonnet on, but, you know. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Little thong on the prairie. <laughs> I, I'm wearing my paw outfit, by the way. I'm oh. oh, telling it. Naughty paw. No shirt. Yeah. No, it's naughty paws. The yeah, yeah. yeah. Here, here we go. Auntie Lex, tell us about the olden days. Fire up the hearth. Pull up a rocking chair. This is Little Lex on the Prairie. That's right. Every week, Alexis. 
discovers for the very first time the joy that is an episode of Little House on the Prairie. We're yes. still in season one. Lex, uh, what <laughs> yes, episode are. are you on? Episode 19 is Circus Man is what it's called. It's remastered on uh, Amazon Prime if you want to follow along. A lot of you are. <laughs> Pretty fun to hear your take on these uh, episodes. And this is one of the weirdest ones yet. I mean, that's what I'm saying a lot. You know, we've had the rabied um, raccoon. Uh-huh. Uh, we've had, uh, oh, poor Doc. He fell in love, and then she was too young for him. And Ma I doing everything finds and love. Paul getting the credits. <laughs> Pretty much. That, yeah. that happened. Yep. Laura mm-hmm. ran away for a little while. Uh, but this circus man, so the angles are sleeping. They wake up to a gunshot. No. And they're all like, what no. is happening here? Now, also, the, <laughs> as I describe this... This would never happen today. <laughs> we would be calling the police and call, and talking to our neighbors going, this weird freak show uh, pulled up into Walnut Grove and we need to get him out of here. Yeah. His name is William O'Hara. He's a redheaded Irish man uh, who has his own little circus, this traveling circus. And so Paul wakes up. He's in his, oh, like... Uh, you know the the Christmas story when Pa wakes the dad wakes up and he has his like nightgown on. Mm-hmm. So he has a long nightgown on and he goes <laughs> That's outside. That's what I'm wearing right now. Actually, <laughs> <Was> that- <laughs> <laughs> no underwear. Oh, whoa, baby! Uh, he's got his rifle and he goes out there like, "What's going on here?" And this weird dude, <laughs> William O'Hara, walks into the the spotlight, and he's got these crazy eyes. And he tells Pa that he saw a bobcat and he was just rolling through. And that he wanted to scare him away, which is there you go. Mm-hmm. So Pa, being the nice man that he is, says, "Oh, okay. Well, you can stay here. I know you're trying to find a place to camp. It's okay. You know, there's plenty of food and water here for your horses. Put your wagon over there." Oh wow, you're so Good accommodating. Night. Thanks, Pa. Wow. Right. Mm. He just had his rifle out a second ago. Well, this weird dude is in your <laughs> oh, neighbor is in your uh, homestead. So the next morning, of course, Laura and Mary are very curious. Who is this man? He has a monkey, which he said was oh, the size of Con no. Gorilla. What? what? Yep. He's got a monkey and he's doing little tricks with the eggs and all the stuff and everybody's laughing. Well, that next night, I guess the monkey goes crazy and he breaks a rib. <laughs> what? The monkey breaks a rib? The, no, the man breaks the rib because the monkey's going crazy. Apparently, another thief comes into the wagon looking for his box of the secrets of Shamin. What? Which is a special powder. Yeah. What? Yeah. Right? I'm watching this going, what the? <laughs> Did we drop some acid before we wrote this, guys? It's Who so wrote true. This? The 70s. Yeah. Some- Who wrote this? Well, apparently in this box of the secrets of Shamin, there's this powder that has magical ability to heal man or beast. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. And he'd ask the kids, do you believe that I'm 95 years old? And I'm thinking, you look like the scariest thing ever. Uh, but he broke his ribs. And so he says he puts his powder in the water. He drinks it. And he's like, Paul, how long do ribs normally take to heal? And Pa's like, oh, months. It's painful. Hmm. And he says, well, I'll feel better in a few days. So then he says, Laura, we got to keep this a secret. Of course, she gets into town and tells everybody because Mr. Hansen, who is Pa's um, boss, he's suffering from migraines all the time. He gives him some of the powder. He feels better. Mrs. Olson, she oh takes some. Goodness. She she needs her appendix removed, and she believes this uh, powder is what's going to help her. No! Now, Doc is really pissed because the doctor's like, hey, you're not really 
you know, figuring out what's wrong with people. You're just making them feel better. This powder just has, you know, it's just like this fizzy stuff. It's sugar. It's a placebo. Ding, ding. And so he refuses to kind of admit that. Mm. But in the end, <laughs> Doc and Pa, you know, they get together and mm-hmm. Doc is like, somebody's got to tell him. So, of course, Pa, being the hero that he is, everybody, yeah. Christ. he says, don't worry, <laughs> I got this. He goes back home and talks to Willie or Will or whatever he calls him. The weird dude, magic dude, the circus man. Weird Willie. Weird, weird Willie. <laughs> with his weird Willie monkey. That's right. <laughs> and basically, he just goes straight. He cuts straight to the chase. He goes, you know what? Uh, you need to leave. Oh, hell. Uh, oh. So, And then he's like, don't worry. I'll leave in the morning. Well, the next morning, the girls are all upset because... He left without saying goodbye. They bring Jack to the store, and Jack gets hit by a wagon. What? Oh, God. Uh, Jack is the dog. Jack is the dog. Oh, yeah. yeah, I should probably say that. You're right. Jack (laughs) is a little dog. Mm -hmm. He's hit by a wagon. They come back, and Laura's like, please go find Willie. Weird Willie. We need him. (laughs) He goes and gets on his horse, and he finds him, brings him back. Mm. And then finally, Pa says, you need to tell those girls. And uh, Weird Willie admits that he it's sugar, soda, and fizz. Yeah. And uh, that he did it because he wants the attention of others and being on the road, being a circus man is very lonely. Oh, my God. I'm a snake oil salesman, but I <laughs> it's the deep, dark secrets inside that cause me to need attention. Uh-huh. Oh. Uh, he said he wants people to be beholden to him, and uh, there you go. Um, Good God. This is then he the rides weirdest away. episode. Wow. And would never happen now, right? Can you imagine... You're sleeping with your family. This weird dude rolls up. You're like, get out of here. You're not like, come on over. <laughs> if I, a weird circus <laughs> man with a monkey and yeah. some powder came to your house, <laughs> with the I'm out after strains powder. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're yes. a monkey on your shoulder. Oh, come on. Yeah. Oh. Hey, would you like? Would you like this Ziploc bag of powder? And I got a monkey. Is he? He's got the scary eyes. He's like, nothing about me is real. And then it turns out the Irish accent isn't real either. So then he, go, he reverts Ooh, to he his real ex? voice. You're right, Jeez. He's like, and P.S. I'm not Irish. Right. Did he work for the like, Hillary Clinton campaign? Because uh, <laughs> or and was he a tennis officient? Because I probably in dated quote, him then. Quotes, That's yeah. right. Yeah. Oh my God. See, nobody with this kind of a ruse is he selling this stuff? No, that's his whole thing. Okay. Uh, he because he's so giving and gracious, he just he gives. So he just Lex. wanted attention, right? And makes people feel like they need him. So oh, wow. we'll just get this from him. Ooh. Lex, short of the monkey, this is my ex. No, it's true. I thought about that afterward. Like, wow. Huh. This sounds familiar. Very familiar. <laughs> oh, oh criminy oh, nittles. Such a weird episode, but there you go. Circus man comes to town and is asked to leave. Okay. This is a wow. strange episode. They're really searching here, and they have how many more seasons? This is just I know. the first season. Yeah. Wow. Well, there we go. Mm. Uh, again, like Lex said, you can see Little House on the Prairie yourself remastered on Amazon <laughs> Prime. Follow when- when we return, the new season of uh, The Great British Bake Off has landed on Netflix. We're on episode two. And I already hate someone. I'll tell you who it is. Uh-oh. Plus, Dawn has dish on the Mr. Rogers movie with Tom Hanks. That and more when we return. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning. On my talk 1071, everything entertainment. 
everything Taylor Swift would like you to calm down. I'm Jace with Lex and Don McLean. So the Great British Bake Off is back. Ah. Or the Great British Baking Show, depending on where you live. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the new season is on Netflix. And here's the good news. We get it only four days after the UK gets it. This is a new, uh, a new thing for Netflix. Now, that's the good news. The bad news is because of that, we don't get the whole season at one time like we used to. Mm-hmm. So ah. I actually like this. I actually enjoy this. Um, they dump a new episode every Friday. So a new episode uh, uh, dumped over the weekend. And <sighs> I thought I liked everybody. I, I thought there wasn't a bad egg in the batter, so to speak. <laughs> right. Um, I thought, oh, you know, they're just all British. They're all endlessly charming. You know, like maybe one is more boring than the other, but they're all really good. Yeah. Um, no, I have, I have realized, <laughs> <They are not. laughs> I have realized, uh, who I cannot stand. And, and if you don't watch it, don't worry. I will just describe this person and I'll describe and, and you'll know why it's the, the spider woman, uh, the, the, the woman that everything has to be creepy. She loves, uh, Halloween and, and, and I don't mind that. I mean, Dawn loves Halloween and witches and stuff like that. But but this woman drives me insane. And slash, I can't understand her. Wait, so it, I have a question. Just someone who doesn't yes, watch ma'am. as much as you two do. Uh, there are, are you t- talking about a host or one of the, the bakers? One of the bakers. Okay, gotcha. Okay. One of the bakers. Yeah, one of the bakers. So d- and, hopefully she uh, went home first, or uh, <laughs> was I, she on the chopping block at least? I won't. I won't. You won't say. I will not it. unveil. Oh, okay, okay. I will not unveil uh, who did, but I will say this: I was not happy. Mm, um, okay. I, 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 yeah. I, I hate. I, I Lex doesn't <laughs> like me to use the word hate, and that's a little rough. I strongly can't stand this woman. And this is by I, design. We all know this, right? We need characters. Strong characters. She should be <laughs> Polarizing <hobbled>. characters. <laughs> no, she no. should be hobbled. Uh, is it her I, voice? Is it, what is it's it? It's everything. It's everything <laughs> about her. I can't stand her. And uh, she made these like witch's fingers. Uh, everything has to be like creepy. <laughs> and it's, yeah. And then, and then she made the spider... Uh, and then there were like a sack of eggs with the spider and, and it was cool, but I'm like, okay, this is going to get old real quick. And it (laughs) show did it, it got old in episode two because everything she makes has to be this Hmm. macabre, you know, it has to be like a skull or brains or a witch's finger or, again, giant spider with a sack of eggs. And and it wasn't a Halloween challenge. No! (laughs) She just did it because... That's her deal. That's her thing. Okay. I hate, strongly dislike her. Oh, does anybody know? I, I can't think of her name, oh. and, and and I'm trying to look it up. It doesn't much matter to the listening public. You just need to know. She, I call her the Spider Lady, and oh, no, oh. oh, she just I can't stand her. 
Wow, just you know can't what was the rest stand of the show. <laughs> I love, I'm loving this season. Um, one of I'm the great it. relatable things about this show, even if you don't watch it, is that you, I enjoy watching it because I am, because of time management. We mm. all have issues, you know, even throughout your day, if you're not baking or cooking, you're like, oh my gosh, how much time did I just spend on crafting this email or this little project when I needed to make sure and move on to something else. So it's just seeing them negotiate things like that. And then if something gets screwed up, how it's like, oh no, the panic that they're not going to have time to finish their cake or whatever. Am I right, Jason? Like, you're like, oh no, they're spending way too much time on the detail of that. And they're only going to leave themselves 30 seconds. (laughs) And it's going to fall apart, you know. That's what I think the whole show, uh, one of the major things about it is time management. Oh, okay. Colin just texted. The appeal of it. Okay. It's uh, Helena. Helena. Okay. Here's here's Spider-Woman's thing. Uh, Spanish-born, Leeds residing, Helena Garcia is uh, she's spooky and ooky, and she has to put up with Paul Hollywood making gross jokes about the different things. She's a maestro making chocolate cake, and, uh, yeah, and she likes vampires and all that stuff. I want her to leave so bad, I can't stand it. She is my least favorite. My least favorite. Oh, how about the other end? Who are you loving? Who do you want to win already? I know it's just the first episode, but little organ playing at his church, little Henry. Oh, 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 he's, a, he's a student from Durham. He uh, he plays the organ at his church to to, to get money, and uh, yes. Now, oh. is he the best baker? Probably not. But we but we enjoy the Henry. Yeah, we enjoy the oh. Henry. They also repeat um, uh, personalities. I love how there's always somebody who's either an architect or a mathematician. So they mm-hmm. approach things very scientifically. They're very precise and exact. And they usually have such great artistry in what they do. And then they'll have like a homemaker older lady like an, who's like ah. grandma, you know. <laughs> and then yep. they'll have like somebody who's a little bit like what you're talking about, Jason. Somebody yeah. who's a little bit more reserved and has a... Like, like a church life and then they'll have like a wild one and they'll have somebody who's very unplanned and super then a really niche-y. super young person somebody who brings a lot of ethnic flavor yeah oh and i'm also yeah. hating i'm also hating uh <laughs> gay david uh now david there's a gay david on this one <laughs> david is too perfect and he <laughs> he's too fit um, and he has to make every like nothing can his all of his loaves and cakes have to have like fat free crap in it. And it drives Ooh. me nuts because you're on a baking show. Yeah. But and he runs like 80 miles a day. Um, he has zero percent body fat. He's so the healthy yes, one. <laughs> listening public. Is there jealousy woven into my uh, dislike of him? Absolutely. And I own it and I'm all right with it. Oh. But he also does. He's a little smug. A little Stanley Smug, little oh, Stanley Smug. Okay. Now, yeah, little little Gay David, little mm-hmm. Stanley Smug, mm-hmm. <laughs> just a little too perfect, a little too perfect. I I don't hate him, but I do not love him. And if he went home after Spider Spider Sarah or Helena, I would not care. <laughs> I got to start watching again. I absolutely love this show. I missed the last season, so I'm start watching. Please, Dawn, yeah. will you start watching this so we can oh, talk sure. about it together? Yep. This season, you'll love it. And we're only two episodes in. I used to be obsessed. Yeah. yeah. Oh my so. gosh! Yeah. 
And I would just check in. I would know what season I'm on, what episode. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's a beautiful thing about the show. Yeah, I watch it. I'm like, I don't even know which one this is, but all right, I'll watch you watch. I'll watch you make biscuits. Jason, I like the idea that we're getting it four days after the UK because I have always wanted to Google like, oh, I want to see, you know, if they come from their own. I don't know. You just want to Google things about these people and you can't because it'll be ruined. If you do that, usually mm-hmm. if they've dropped a season like an entire year after it aired or sometimes yep. years after you don't, you're so afraid to even look up their name. So that's, that's good that we don't know the winner yet and it can't be spoiled. The Great British Bake Off available right now on Netflix. When we come back, Dawn has a dish on the Mr. Rogers movie with oh. Tom Hanks and speaking about Dawn. Alexis has a house for Dawn. Yes. Hmm, what what i don't understand that we're gonna find out when jason and alexis in the overnights returns after this <laughs> i had difficulty facing the day i could not stay alert i stopped bending my limbs i ate soup with my hands i made robot noises during important meetings i would stare at people until they became uncomfortable then a friend suggested jason and alexis their mix of entertainment news pop culture musings interviews animal stories crafting tips and random sometimes confusing comments have given me balance and the will to be a better me hello world maybe you're ready for jason and alexis one quick listen should cause instant gratification side effects are a concern and may include uncontrollable giggling unnecessary profanity hot liquid diarrhea puddles of constant drool shrub-like toe fungus mangled and deteriorated intestines gelatinous clotting mucus explosive anal emission but these are minor to find out if jason and alexis are right for you ask your doctor or don't because really what do they know do whatever you want i don't care that's right. Welcome back, everybody. Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk 1071, everything entertainment, everything hay bales. <laughs> Jace? Mm-hmm. It is feeling like fallout there. So, yeah, mm-hmm. we're getting ready. With you have Lex? any pumpkin this weekend? No. Pumpkin spice something, something? Girl, please. You know better than that. <laughs> true, true. <Mm-mm. laughs> you know better than that. Nonsense. Too much. Mm, They're making Twinkies much. with pumpkin spice inside. Oh. I didn't even know they're still making Twinkies. <laughs> There's that too. I mean, come on. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Don McClain, what yeah. do we know about this Mr. Rogers movie? Is it getting good buzz or mm-hmm. what, what, why are people. Yes, it is. Uh, so there's a writer from Up Rocks that I really like named uh, Matt Ryan. Oh, He's, I like him. He, uh, I'm sorry, Mike Ryan. Um, he, uh, I agreed with everything he said about It Chapter 2, so I really started to pay attention. Oh, yeah. He said the same things and thought the same things that I did. Um, so he is reviewing, he saw at the Toronto Film Festival, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. This is Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers. He says that it's not a biopic. Instead, it is about the viewer, really, and how you cope with things not being okay. So, Mr. Rogers did not Hmm. tell you that everything was going to be okay. Instead, he focused on how you dealt with things not being okay. Hmm. And they really point this out in in this movie. Um, Another thing that's interesting is that... um, it's not a biopic because they don't show you everything about Mr. Rogers. It's a lot more mystical than that. And there's actually a scene where this reporter, um, who's played by Matthew Reese, is shrunken down and he wanders through King Friday's castle. No way. Yeah, and then has a heart-to-heart talk with Daniel the Tiger, the puppet. 
inside. So it's not so just like, here's Mr. Rogers and all the ins and outs of Mr. Rogers. It's kind of uh, mirrors this Esquire profile they did on him in 1998. And it was about Mm. heroes and the interview that they had with him and how it really wasn't a typical like interview. So basically they took all that information and that very cool article and turned it into this movie. So now it makes me want to, it makes me really excited to see it. It's, you know, Tom Hanks isn't just playing this normal role. I like the artistry in it. The idea that it's not just a biopic. Straight biopic. Yeah. yeah. Or as a biopic as Julia says, which I still love so very much. <laughs> My little yes. Julia. Yeah. I, a biopic. I, I have to admit with this whole Mr. Rogers movie, I'm a little bit freaked out by the whole thing. Why? Lex? And I think it's because Mr. Rogers kind of freaks me out a little bit. Oh, really? And I'm not really sure why I've been trying to explore why. Um, it's just maybe his voice, because he did such great things, you know, to encourage kids to read. And I mean, he changed legislation to keep public radio going. I mean, so all of the good things for sure. But there's something a little Pee Wee Herman about him oh. that freaks me out a little bit. Did you grow up watching him? I did, but okay. I didn't love him. Oh, I did. Oh, see, he okay. was a comfort to me. He was like so, uh, I don't know. G- Jason, if you felt the same way, but I really felt safe watching that show and I felt cared for and it was like a warm blanket. Right. <laughs> and maybe that's part of it. I didn't, I, maybe I missed it a little bit there, but, uh, you know, there's so many great things with having, you know, the police officer, this African American, having their same, their feet in the mm-hmm. water together. I mean, he did really great things. Um, but, you know, changing the shoes <clears throat> and the cardigan and turning his train on and, uh, oh. It just didn't resonate with you. Yeah. Yeah. Fair, fair. yeah. What a special friend you are. Let me, Lex, may I make a recommendation? Yes, please. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not being sassy. I'm being serious. Yeah. I, I would recommend that you watch the documentary that came out last year. Okay. You know, I tried, would you be my I, neighbor? I, I, I need to, uh, trek, trek through it because I, I tried to watch it. Um, oh, you did? I did, but I, I need to finish it. Yeah. And I'll do I, that. You, you may change your, because I think I was watching it on the plane, actually. And then, you oh. know, the, it was the last one I started watching, so I couldn't finish it. But um, yeah, I, I, that I, might I watch, help. Yeah. yeah, I think it will. I think you'll get a different appreciation. I think you'll... I get where you're coming from, you but... talk so slow. I know, but all... Like, yeah, yeah, all of that will go away. Okay. I, I, I predict you, you... Because the documentary really goes in his background... Talks about his intention. Yeah, it talks about his his intention, his lifelong passion for kids and just for humanity. I mean, really, it's bigger than kids, and that's it's his his humanity Mm. and his his heart. And you know, I, I think when you watch it, the entire documentary, I think you'll walk away with it feeling. You may not. Yeah, I think you will. Because, yeah, because it right, it kind of missed me a little bit. Um, yes, because I, yeah. I'm with Dawn. Uh, I, but you know, I'm I'm with Dawn, but I'm kind of with you, Lex. I, he wasn't a show that I watched uh, as a child, mm. but I, I did like him. Mm. I remember as a kid, like going, okay, and like Dawn, I felt very safe when I did watch him. But as an adult, I grew. I think it was because I watched every interview that he did with Katie Couric. 
And Katie has a, a just a love for him and appreciation for him. And her stories made me love him mm. as an as a as a man for what he did for the world. So right, yeah, you can't yeah. deny that. Yeah. So, uh, seven fifty five. Alexis has a house for Dawn. What? What? Oh, we'll yeah. talk about that and more. Don't forget follow us on social media. Lex in the cities. Dawn at dark. And Jason Matheson. We'll be back right after these words. It's a beautiful day.